is a tribute to all people of color. Recently, George Floyd. Remember when we thought body cameras and social media were going to bring down cop injustices and just all this corruption was going to be exposed? It's May 31st, six days since riots have started across, five to six days since riots have started across America. <sighs> if you're rioting, be safe. Think of the cause, think for the future. Don't burn your house. Feel your emotions, yell, cry. This podcast is brought to you by Afro-Dominican, but I want to thank Melvin for his time and his wisdom. This podcast is deep. This podcast is fun. Um, We're going to do a part two, but take a listen, share it, tell me what you think. I've also been getting a lot of inquiries regarding the 40 acres and people want to buy. So um, if you haven't heard my 40 acres Patreon podcast, just jump on patreon.com backslash motivate like this podcast, M-O-T-A-V-A-T-E. And with that, I leave you Melvin. You don't want to do the jujitsu? I do. That's me. We just started class back up uh, two weeks ago. It's weird. We can't really touch anybody. Uh, we can't oh, yeah, hug. No. Yeah. It's well, like that's the whole community. How how do we social distance a martial art where we gotta grapple? Well, my daughter, she's my granddaughter. She loved that stuff. She just started back up. So they're doing the same thing, but for people who want to mm-hmm. grapple, they say that's okay. Yeah. That's their choice. You know, they have the rules, you know, just like anywhere else you go. Exactly. You can have those rules, but if people want to hold hands, mm-hmm. you can't stop them from holding hands. You know, so that's how it is at the academy where they go. Where, she where do they go? Right over there on. Uh, uh, oh, uh, yes, yeah, on Southern and. Uh, and yeah, Fluid. Or, fluid. Yeah, yeah, fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, this here girl was on fire. She was, she just, she started, uh, she, can you sleep? Huh? Come here, come here. Oh, come here, come here. This is Queen Kiki. He do jiu-jitsu. He's, a, he's been in for a long time. He really does well and everything. And she, she is just fire. Like it. What do you do here? You do any takedowns? She just started. She just started. Well, I had her in it about uh, six, seven months ago. Uh-huh. But the logistics, because she stayed way, way on the other side of town, getting her over here and everything, it was just too much. So now she's going to be living with me, and she came specifically to do this here. She's on fire. Hey, our kids' program is good. I mean, I don't know how you guys do it over there in Fluid, but like we're legit right off the 60 on Alma School. So it's just like get on 60, shoot our armor school, get off armor school, and then it's right there in a the little shopping plaza. Yeah, it's great. Every kid should do it. I'm my yeah. kids are gonna do it. I wish my little brother did it, mm-hmm. but it's little by little. Yeah, yeah. She's on. She wanted to go right. She thought it was time to go. Mm. 
she got up this morning. Told me about seven o'clock, so we went over at ten o'clock. They let her come over there just to, just to train. Yeah. They, 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 they you know. And she want to go back home. We going back over there about five so that uh, she can train some more. So good. Yeah. So I um, often, not so much off the grid, but trying to lay up where you're not making a book, big footprint on Earth and living close to the Earth. You know, and I mentioned to you um, uh, 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 um, homes made out of uh, straw, straw bale homes. Did you ever check that out anywhere? I saw this guy who would get pallets and then he would fill them with straw and then he would add clay. Um, I saw him on Craigslist and I looked up his information and he had some pictures and the houses looked really nice. You know what I mean? Like, Real nice, livable. Uh, they look small for my size, yeah. but all, obviously we would have to do you new know, custom ones. Um, but I did look into it and I was just like, huh, this is very interesting. See, you, they, you build them like you build any other house. You just use straw, straw belt. Hmm. It is no different, but you use a straw belt for your walls. Okay, so no insulation from Home Depot. You don't need it. It's straw belt. You don't mm. need it. But what you do, you cover it with stucco. Okay. And it's beautiful. Where I went, I went to these, meet these people who are in, a, they are in, a, up there east of Tucson. And they have this here, they, this is what they do. Uh, they build straw belt houses, but they have a, a, a business where you can go there. Okay. And they train. You can live there. And they show you how to do everything. Interesting. Everything. I mean, uh, they're not up here. They're just in Tucson. They're, they're no, they're not. They're not here. Mm. They're, they're east of Tucson. But uh, they every aspect of it, they they teach you. And what else? You know, like I said, I think for for the floor, I would like to build my floor using mud using dirt mud and sand and they show you how to do that mm. because when you're building a house if you build it you know like a just like a, 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 a house let's say 1200 1400 square feet to support that concrete you're talking about twelve thousand mm dollars so if you can eliminate that cost and then put in the the, 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 the straw bales you know you eliminate a whole lot of cost on straw bales, and you don't need the insulation. And you and they they will teach you, you know about everything that you do. Make sure that your bales are the right type of bales. And then once you insulate them, they they show you how to put the stucco on the electrical. About how long is the program with them? You 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 can be up there two days, three days. Hmm. It don't take long. This is what they tell you. This is not rocket. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, they really. That, I went. I went up there twice to meet these people. Interesting. And talk with them, and had the tour. And then the second time I went up there, we did some talking, and, and she sketched just some, some drawings for me and stuff like that. And then I told her when I got my land, I would get back up there, but <clears throat> just running into a lot of issues when able to get the land. So I'm still looking for the land. I, I saw some land out there, and. Um, 
about 45 minutes away from me, it was on a hill, two acres, for uh, a little bit over two acres. They had water, okay. utilities, and uh, uh, septic tank on there for $75,000. Okay. So I said, wow. I was thinking about jumping on that. Then this COVID shit come up. Uh. You know, and I lost a big chunk of my income. Right. So it was good I didn't jump on it right then. You know. So are you still paying on your land? Yeah, I... So before the COVID, my plans for this year were to move to New York City, to then travel to Spain for a week and a half, and then to go to Africa for two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. And once all this came up, it was like, can't go to New York. Because New York, um, besides the density, it's just easier to travel to Africa and Spain because it's right across the pond, right across from you know, the Atlantic Ocean. But coming from here to go to Africa, it was like $2,000 round trip. So I was just trying to eliminate the cost. So I was like, all right. Not doing any trips, really, you know, out of state. So I got to save money. I sold the car and I was just saving money, saving money from work. And then I was like, all right, let me reach out to my family members because we were supposed to have a family reunion Mm -hmm. this year in Atlanta. But all the places we looked at, they had all these strict rules and you can't make noise and this and that. And I'm like, why don't we just have the land ourselves and just have our family reunion wherever we have the land because I have a uncle who lives in Georgia mm-hmm. and then I have an aunt who lives in Vegas who just moved down here to Arizona so I was just like okay let me use this money that I have even though they don't want to get involved right now mm-hmm. um, I put the money down do my payments mm-hmm. and you know little by little go up there build um, rent out some Airbnbs try to make as much money as I can to pay the land off mm-hmm. so that's all like free and clear and I can do whatever um, and I want to eventually get, you know, like a bulldozer, like a, a excavator, like one of those big heavy machinery tools to actually, you know, besides just homes and cabins, you know, create more, you know, a little mm-hmm. pond if I have to, um, just another source of income really. Mm-hmm. So your, your thing was to get this land to be a source of income. Mm-hmm. And also to uh, live the lifestyle that you want to live. Exactly. All my hobbies, all my interests, I want to essentially have it there. You know, have my gym, have a sauna, have a pool, mm-hmm. um, have my garden, vegetable, have some bison, have some goats. Um, you know, nothing too crazy elaborate. Have some chickens, of course, but mm-hmm. um, just living nice, simple. And I remember when we were coming down from South Mountain, we were speaking about like food and the vibrations yeah. and I was just like taken away because like obviously I know you know eat organic and mm-hmm. some people were like oh don't eat organic it's like a, it's a it's not a setup but it's a conspiracy or everything's the same
You don't get them from eating no vegetables. You don't get them from eating grains. You don't get them from eating fruit. Uh, you, you don't get them from eating carrots. And there's so many wide range of vegetables and fruits you can eat. So if we really care about our health, and if we, aware, if we have that awareness, you wouldn't put stuff in your body that contaminates or links to chemicals. Just like we know what causes sweet decay, right? Sweet and all those sugary candies and mm -hmm. soda pops. That's what causes sweet decay, right? So most parents, they don't give their kids that stuff. But they're only rotten the teeth out. But we would give them stuff so when they get 20 and 30, they got heart disease. They have diabetes. They morbidly obese. Most people think when you tell them what causes diabetes, most people say sugar. Sugar does not cause diabetes. It does not. What causes diabetes is excessive saturated fat in your blood so that the pancreas that release uh, uh, insulin, pancreas that release insulin hormone, it goes into the blood and it opens the blood red cell, the red blood cell, so that the sugar and the fat can go in there and burn and you can make energy. So what causes diabetes? You have so much fat in there, the insulin can't do its work. Mm. So the sugar says, so when sugar's in your body, it can't burn, it turns into fat. The body stores it as fat. The body stores fat as fat. So that's where sugar diabetes comes from. So my for being a vegan is also health and also uh, I'm concerned I'm very passionate and concerned about the earth that we live on we have one planet one planet and we live in an interconnected planetary ecosystem and this inter in this internet in, in this interconnected planetary ecosystem human health is interconnected with the health of the environment and all the species on Earth. There are nine planetary boundaries that we have to stay within to live on this Earth. And right now, we have exceeded three of those planetary boundaries. When you exceed these boundaries, you get to the point of no return, and all life on this Earth as we know it will be gone. We will be dead. It won't be any humans on this earth that's going to leave. Uh, we, you, you're aware of climate change, right? Yes. See, climate change is caused. There are factors that cause climate change. There are three. We talk about this, the carbon dioxide from, from cars, the methane that's coming up, and then animals. See, what climate change is about the CO2 that's released from farting, talking right now, breathing uh, from cars and all that stuff, it goes up into the atmosphere. And what this CO2 does is that it is causing a greenhouse effect and it's making the earth hotter. What the trees do, the forest do, the forest sequester, it cleans the air for us. And it stores the CO2 in the trunk, in the leaves, and in the ground of the trees. But the forest is being destroyed at an alarming rate. In the last 50 years, more forests have been destroyed than in the past 200 years. 
So that's one of the climate, the boundaries that we can't, and the acidification of the ocean. See, most of us, one third, one fourth of all the carbon dioxide that we have to go into the ocean. But so much is going into the ocean that it's causing the acidification of the ocean. The pH levels are thrown off. Once it's thrown off too far, all the coral reefs, all the, oh, they're going to die. They can't survive that. And this happen, is happening so rapidly that it's not giving these species time to change through evolution to adapt to it. The world life, the world, the world wildlife fund predicts by 2025, we write up on most of the wild animals on the earth will be dead or even deep because of habitat encroachment. We're taking their land. We're on, we're taking all the land. And the main reason why we're taking this land is for animal agriculture, for cows, and for growing this here genetically modified corn and soy to feed the cows. All the land in Brazil that's being taken, that's being used is for raising cows. This land use for animal agriculture is the driver, the leading driver of climate change. So we have already exceeded that. The other thing is this nitrogen and phosphates that this cow, see when the cows, they let out so much, this nitrogen and phosphate fertilizer, you're talking about billions of tons of that stuff is going into our drinking water, it's going into the air. These are nine, these are just some of the, the planetary boundaries that are being stretched in the future. Once we get to a point, we're done. Life on this earth is done as we know it. So that's another reason why I'm going to do this. I don't want to participate in that. I don't want to be a part of that. Anytime we eat animals, we are unwittingly supporting climate degradation and the killing of another animal. See, animals have feelings just like us. They have families. Uh, they know pain. They think. They try to avoid pain. And they don't want to suffer. And when you look at the suffering these animals endure for us to eat them, it is unspeakable. Also, in down south in Arkansas and Mississippi, they got these animal farms right there in the black neighborhood. It is it's gross. It is gross. These pigs, when you got, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of pigs and all this shit. That stinks. And all that waste. And it's right there in the black community. These black people can't do anything about it. All the water, everything, they all dying of cancer. I'm not going to support those industries. I'm not going to do it. So I don't feed any animal feed. Because I cannot stop Car Hill. I can't stop McDonald's. I can't stop these big KFOs. But what I can do, what we all can do, study the animal food. Because every time we eat animal food, it's about supply and demand. Right. You may be, you may be aware that the dairy industry is almost bankrupt. Even before this here came, the, the COVID came. 
the reason why they're very interested is from because most people are not thinking how much they're going to home cashews, all type of stuff. Yeah. So dairy is thank dairy is one of the most toxic stuff you can put in your body. It is really not fit for human consumption. And our people are the greatest casualties of this here animal agriculture industry in America. When you look at obesity of not only women but children. And children. Who died at the highest rate of diabetes are people. Who died at the highest rate of cardiac cardiovascular disease. Cardiovascular disease only happens because your arteries get clogged. And the only thing that clogs them Saturated fat and cholesterol, nothing else clogging. So I'm a vegan for my personal health. Also, how long have you been? Oh, I've been vegan really, really, really into it for about three years. Okay. Yeah, but I, I, I well, I'm longer than that, really, but really, really into it spiritually and uh, the movement, you know, participating in, in uh, uh, with others like-minded people and trying to make this world a better place. I have a bunch of friends who are vegans and um, I could, I really don't even have desire. Like, chicken is bland to me. Like, you can add so much seasoning, but it's just like, and then red meat just slows me down. It does. You know, like, I'm an athlete. I like to go. Like, I don't like to just wait around and wait for the food to decompose and, like, wait another day. No. I want to get up. I, like, there's a salad that I make. It has uh, with the spinach, kale, oh. sweet potatoes, black beans, yeah. um, and some yeah. quinoa. And it fills me up. Like, yeah, it fills you up, yeah. If I throw some strawberries in there just to add some zest or whatever, but... I give that to my family and everybody's like, oh, this is so good. No one's asking for meat. Because sometimes when like a meal is served and there's no meat, they're just like, whoa, like this is incomplete. And it's like, no, we could just do rice and beans. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. need to do chicken. See, most people don't really see the animal and the food industry is the biggest, is the driver of this economy. want to bring the system back, start to do animal food. It will crash. It will crash when you start to do animal food. Because what's tied to the animal energy is the, is the petroleum industry. Also it takes a whole lot of petroleum to run these damn farms and do all of this stuff. Trucks to make the all the, yeah, the moving trucks, to make all these fertilizers, it takes so much now, the other part of it is the healthcare industry. Why do everybody go to the hospital for all these damn chronic degenerative diseases? So if people didn't have heart problems, kidney problems, prostate problems, lung, uh, 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 asthma, and all these shit that's caused from eating food, what would happen to the healthcare industry? It would collapse. It would collapse. You know, all these bypass surgeries they do, 
prostate surgeries they do, all of this stuff. People get swollen prostate, inflamed prostate. From because I got this issue, and these people they've been trying to cut on me. I found a procedure. I found this stuff where they can shrink your prostate using thermal water. Well, water in basic 15 minute procedure. I've been taking a lot of stuff for you know anti you know eating healthy and herbs and stuff. My prostate is lot is lot smaller. Uh, it has shrunk down. But all these issues, high blood pressure, kidney problems, diabetes, uh, 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 autoimmune diseases, all these come from eating animal food. So what are everybody going to the hospital for? Young people don't go, but what are most older people going for? Heart problems, liver problems, high blood pressure, prostate problems, all of, even vision from eating animal food. So if people stop eating animal food, systems just collapse. But we gotta think about what do we want to replace it with? What do we what do we want that to look like? That's a problem. We don't have I think it's hard for a lot of people to imagine a world without, you know, eating cows and chicken and Cause we're so used to like you know a steak or a chicken bite. Yeah. Or, or those big restaurants and their ads and like all these restaurants just really fuel that. And I was, I was watching this uh, video saying that because of the COVID nineteen, they've been having to throw out thousands of produce. Yeah. Those restaurants, hotels, casinos, all those places are the ones that really buy all the vegetables to serve. No one's there. They. Yeah, yeah, they throw them away. The shelf life doesn't last that long. They're just throwing it away. And people starve. See, we have really an economy that's based on scarcity. See, the only way you can sell people water, drinking water, you have to make sure that the water is polluted. Mm -hmm. See, it's no coincidence that you can't just turn on your tap and get fresh, pure drinking water. No point. This is anywhere in America. It's no coincidence. So if you create scarcity, then you got to go buy the water. That's how it is. Food. What do they do? They create scarcity with food. So you have to go buy food. They create scarcity with housing. So you have to see this economy is based upon scarcity. All these years, if they were really, just think, if there were orange trees, fruit trees, lemon trees, apple trees just right down the street. Would anybody go to search? Not at all. Because it's an abundance. You have to create scarcity. This whole economy, the, the main driver of all behavior in this economy comes from the banks. The banks are the most callous and worthless institutions in this society and all other institutions, educational, sports, hospitals, churches, and even families behave, get their cues from social behaviors from banks. Mm. Banks don't give you a dime unless they're gonna make a profit. All hospitals, you gotta make a profit. All science, 
cannot make a profit to destroy. Anybody that's coming up with smoke, he's coming up with any type of invention. It's not for the best of humanity, to advance humanity, but to make a profit. You can't make a profit to keep this. And that's how the banking industry, and the bank industry is based on scarcity. Banking just create loans. Right, they don't have money. They don't have money, they, they, but, but they got the politicians. Mm -hmm. They don't have money. They take other people's money and loan it out to somebody else for interest. And then when you go to, if you want to start a business, you go to the bank to get a loan. Mm -hmm. And then you know that if you don't pay that loan back, that bank won't shut you down. They're going to come at you. So that puts you pressure to sweat somebody else. Then that person puts person on that person to sweat that somebody. Else. So the bank creates a ruthless competitive culture, and we see the ruthless competitive culture in all sports. You see it in all these here programs like, uh, let's see, America Idol. Right, those shows, yeah. They're just ruthless competitivism. It's just sad. You know, these people. You got a be ruthless. Why can't everybody you just do it because you love it? Mm -hmm. You got to in your football sports, you got to hurt them. You just got this ruthless competitiveness. You know, in relationships, this ruthless competitiveness. I was watching this here program of these here. These little black girls, they cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. And the language that they use competing against, we're going to kill them. We're going to snap them. We got to be the best. When you look at these here pop wanted things, these little kids playing foot. How they, yeah. how they talk to these kids and just let them have play football to have fun, right? Not to kill somebody. And what are we setting them up for? Yeah. How how are we making them better when they grow up? Because they'll just have that competitive fire when reality they aren't competing with anyone because everyone's different goals, different life, different well, dreams. You know, the thing is, it's okay to be competitive, but competitive to the point where you want to hurt somebody, where you're a cheat, mm. where you don't have any compassion. You know, it's okay to want to do your best to shine, but to have that mentality that I have to shine at the, at the state of hurting somebody or cheating somebody, and that I am better than somebody else. And all this shit comes from the banking industry. The most venerable and respected citizens in America. I'm on banking. Everybody thinks so high the bank. Yeah. Those are the most ruthless, callous, heartless human beings on the planet of the earth. Because they can know that a person is dying. And if they can't make any profit, they cut that machine off. Hospitals. I don't care how sick you are, if you can't pay, that puts you outside. If you got money, you got insurance, you don't have any money, they got another plan for you. They're not going to cut on you. They're not going to give you surgery. They're not going to give you medicine. And it's all illegal. Wow. Because it comes from, they can't make a profit. So it, it, it forms our culture and behavior and the mentality and this mindset that Americans have. This ruthless competition. I got to get mine, no matter what. I think what you're talking about doing, what I want to do, we want to try to create a world where that don't exist. We want to try to create a world where we can live in abundance. We 
you know, where the food is there. You know, we have an environment that's not that good with competitive competition. Mm. That's why we want to have an environment where people live in complementary relationships. See, this is one thing about this culture. It don't teach us about complementarity. It teaches about separation. It teaches about uh, uh, division and domination and privilege. We live in a culture that this whole economy, this whole culture is based on a mindset of, of, of separation, domination, and privilege. When you look at this whole thing called democracy, you look up there, all those people there, it's separation, it's a hierarchical structure of separation, dominance, privilege. You look at the police department, it's a hierarchical structure of separation, dominance, privilege. And the more higher you go, the more privilege you have. You know, we think that the mayor should have more privilege than we have. I was talking to my daughter. She was saying, well, if a guy has a business and um, he started a business, he should have more than the people working for the business. I said, well, excuse me, sweetheart. Who did the work for him to get the money? Mm. Sure, he may came up with the idea. But who did the work? Exactly. So the people should all enjoy it. You know, and it's like we have to try to live in harmony with nature. See, the bee with his amazing pollinating ability don't try to attack me. It's ability. See, this belongs to me. It does it for the whole of the vine. When you look at nature, no insect, no animal, no tree try to patent this. Those trees don't try to patent and say, I'm just going to suck this, this oxygen and I'm not going to get no more. They do it for the good of all. So we're part of nature. One of the things that have happened through industrialization and this modernization and this technology is that we have been cut off from nature. We don't think we're part of nature. We think we have this mindset that we are superior to it and we have dominion over nature. This is why this concept of a supreme being, that's one of the most disgusting concepts I've heard of a supreme being. How can you be supreme to a flower? Mm. How can you be supreme to the mountain, mm. to the wind, to the star? You know when you're eating food, you know what you're really eating? Sun. So how do you be supreme to that? So when you eat food, you're eating sunlight. You're eating sunlight. So how can a supreme being, when you say supreme being, they really mean a white man. That's what you mean, a white man. It's the only Western theology, Western philosophy, the only one to have this shit is supreme being. No African, no Hindu, no, they talk about creator and creation. Supreme being. How can you be supreme over nature, <laughs> over the wind, over the ocean? How can, you know, I was talking to this friend, she was talking about the intellect and blah, blah. I said, you know what? You can't do what a bee do. Intellect can't do what a flower do. So how can the intellect be greater than nature? The intellect is part of nature. I, when I lived in New York City, the only time I was ever out in nature was when my family went to Dominican Republic. Because they have land over there. Wow. There's just, I'm going to show you some pictures, some green pastures, yeah. horses. Whereas, like, over, well, when I was living in the city, it, we just didn't have... Yeah any of that and then when I moved out here 
that's when I started to actually um, so this is me on a horse by oh, my grandmother's that's that's the land you was on, living on? Out, out there in Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. But it's so beautiful. And then just being out here, I've just started hiking and pushing my mm-hmm. limits and going outdoors um, and just breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, sweetheart. We got a couple hours. We got about an hour and a half. So that's a sugar cane field behind us. Mm-hmm. It's all sugar. You ever worked them? No, I haven't. Your, your folks own that? Um, Who harvests the sugar cane? Some of the big companies out there, but it's all green, beautiful. Wow. And like, it's just like how I remember it as a mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. I can just go back and like, wow. That's my great-grandmother's house. Wow. She passed away like seven years ago, and we mm-hmm. went to like go celebrate. Mm-hmm. That's my uncle. That's my other uncle. That's my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And that's like a family friend. It was just a little house. And all that's green. Yeah. That's green. It's green. Mm-hmm. My grandfather and I, I've, um, mm-hmm. I've worked with plantains. Wow. Plantains are so good. I'm trying to get the name of this. this I, this, where they, um, well, we can go up there, and uh, I can, because you want to and meet these people. I'm trying to think. Of, they're really nice people. What's the name of Dog Bell Houses? And yeah, definitely. I. With no vacations going on right now, I have a. Uh, surplus of time to where I can definitely be more creative and get down with them and learn some new knowledge. See, you know, the thing that the land that you have is raw land. There's no water on it. There's no electricity on it. There's nothing on it. But, you know, you could dig a well. Yes. Well, I could have some storage tanks and bring water in. Yeah. Like, is the water is there water nearby? I have a seasonal creek on the land. Wow, a creek. Yeah. So when the monsoon, there's a bunch of deer signs, deer poop everywhere. Really? Yeah. Wow. Think about they will show you where I'm talking about these people how you could build your house. And keep the cost down. Mm-hmm. You could build a straw bale house, and you can make it three hundred thousand dollar, two hundred thousand dollar house. Mm-hmm. What they told me: the only place that you don't want to skimp on is wow. Those are some cows out on my dad's property. Mm-hmm. They said the only place that you want to bring the professionals in is doing your work. Mm-hmm. Okay. They said, but everything else you could do it yourself. That's not bad if it's just the roof. The roof. Yeah. See, that's the only place they said you don't want to try to. He said everything else you could do it yourself. Uh, what is that? 
the planting field and cacao. My father was mm. growing cacao. Um, I thought they make coconut or chocolate out of it, bro. Mm. That's some expensive stuff on the market. Yeah, yeah. My dad is like, don't worry, the family's gonna be set. Let us have a couple good harvests. Um, because the plantain supposedly grows well with the cacao nearby. Mm-hmm. So we just have like family friends. So that's what they do all day long. Yeah, we just went out there just working, eating. For this day, we went out there to get some meat from a cow mm-hmm. to go feed a bunch of people who were going to a party we were mm-hmm. hosting. Um, and it was all good. It was just chickens there. I was able to ride some horses and yeah. things that I'm not able to do here in the city. Yeah, when are you going back again? To Dominican Republic? Yeah. Uh, I usually try to go every year, but with all this going on, mm-hmm. I plan to... Because I usually go around the summer. But what? But how much of a round trip is a round trip? Um, I would get round trip tickets for 400, 500. Really? Yeah. Like buying it at a good time in advance because uh, there's no direct flights. So you mm-hmm. have to go to either Miami mm-hmm. or New York or Boston where mm-hmm. they pick up all the rest of the Dominicans mm-hmm. to then go down. Um, but no, it's my grandfather. He is up at five or six and he's already working like he's always Mm -hmm. out always trying to do something so when all this started and he had to stay inside not do this and not work yeah not get any little hustle money whatever he's just like wow what is this can't see the grandkids so in the dominican republic they got the lockdown too yeah we have some lockdowns. My plan originally, before buying the land here, I wanted to buy the land there. Yeah, yeah, because we were, I thought, yeah, I thought that was a hell of a, you know, uh, idea to buy it there where you wouldn't have all these restrictions and building it and you got some uh, family support there. Exactly. And family support who, like, some are, like, working in sales, some are accountants, some are actually welders and construction mm-hmm. people. So it's like all facets where I can like use yeah. and be like, okay, we're going to do this to make money or we need to build this to attract tourists or whatever. Um, yeah, but like I still have my dual citizenship, mm-hmm. so it's it's still a possibility. It's definitely a high possibility for me to, once I get my foot on the ground over there and see um, some good realtors, because there's some mm-hmm. areas... Uh, there's this area called Samana, mm-hmm. where um, back during slavery, a bunch mm-hmm. of African Americans moved from the United States mm-hmm. to the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. and um, I think their names were the Jones or the Johnsons or mm-hmm. something like that. So on that part of the island, they legit have a little bit more black people, and mm-hmm. then they speak a little bit of English. Uh-huh. And there's this beautiful coconut trees everywhere. It's like wow. a little dense forest full of coconut trees mm-hmm. and breeze it's like on a peninsula so you mm-hmm. get the breeze from the water it's wow st- stupendous so the the, the uh, so so uh, the do the temperatures stay about the constant year round yes doesn't get overly hot you know of course it's you know the hurricane season mm-hmm. but 
like my family when I go, I'm like, hey, should I bring a sweater? And like, you know, because last year I went in December, but before that we usually mm-hmm. go in the summer. Like, no, 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 just like don't bring. If you we need to bring a light jacket and case and rings, but you're good. Mm-hmm. This place, huh? it's just not there. I'm trying to. You don't have a business card? No, I, I, I'm maybe have to look at my. How did you find your land? I just jumped on Google. So I looked up. I really didn't have a, like a certain acreage count that I mm-hmm. necessarily wanted, but I just land for sale. I looked mm-hmm. at Arizona, I looked at Colorado, and I think I looked at Montana, but Montana wasn't, mm-hmm. it was just a far shot. So Colorado had a lot of interesting land, which was cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, like 40 acres for like 2000 or $3,000 really? wow. but there's a catch it's like doesn't really belong to you it belongs to the government because mm-hmm. they have like either gold reserves or something like that mining right yeah. yeah so it's like damn like you know they have water nice lush green mountains but it belongs to the government so I was like nah no. I don't want none of that so you own the land but you don't own the, the minerals on it Mm-mm, exactly or you own like the right to live there, but yeah, not. Yeah. So I was just like, no. Um, so then I looked at Arizona and I, I didn't want to do nothing south. I didn't want to do anything around Mexico. Mm-hmm. I obviously wanted something in the north where it's cool. And I looked around Flagstaff. I looked at Prescott, but nothing was available too much in Prescott. Mm-hmm. So then that's when like I found like Seligman, which is off. Seligman. Seligman. Yeah. It's off the 40. Mm-hmm. And um, it's only like an hour away or 45 minutes away from Grand Canyon. And from like, the Grand Canyon? Yeah. And then it's an hour away from Flagstaff. Um, it's like two and a half hours away from Vegas mm-hmm. and then three from here. So I was just like, all right, it's not excessively far. Yeah. Because besides that, uh, the other land I was looking at was in St. John's where mm-hmm. it's like, the border of New Mexico and Arizona, mm-hmm. and it's just navigable right. land. Yeah, that's that's way cold and hell in St. John. So I was like, mm, I'm good. Let's stay, you know, kind of central north yeah. right here. And uh, because everything north is Navajo, and then coming mm-hmm. south is Apache. And, and they do sell some land, but they want ex- so much money. Like, mm-hmm. I would see, like, 10 acres with a simple house. For two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I'm crazy. And I'm just like, yo, if they over here doing that, and like this house is real basic, you know, mm-hmm. with my ideas and my like vision, you know, a nice modern looking, mm-hmm. creative, attractive house, with um, a little plot of land with a garden set up, and like you know, that could be worth way more than that because you're giving people not only the beautiful home, you're giving them mm-hmm. the animals or the, where to grow their food. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Like solar and all that. I'm I'm gonna come up with some I'm gonna find I can a Bill and a Athena. That was their name. I'm doing a search. And uh, they're really nice people. Really nice and 
They, you know, their land is so well developed around their house. And people walk around on the ground barefooted. That's cool. It, and she said it took her a long time to get it that way. Mm. She walked around barefooted. And no stickles. And I, I like, and I took my shoes off because I grew up barefooted. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was nice just walking, your feet touching the ground, feeling the ground, feeling all the, you know, you see our feet, all our nerves go down to our feet. So feeling all the nerves down there, that was really nice. And the way they show you how to, they teach you how to build houses, but what they also show you how to do the stuck hole and put it on in the different colors and design that you can, you can make for different, like outside your house, you can put all the way around your house uh, straws, like, you know how some people inside of the house, they got, they got where well, you could sit on tables outside of your house. Mm-hmm. You could build your house where you got seats all around your house, on the outside of the house. And it's really cool. Mm. So it's made out of straw inside the house. You can build things inside out of straw, you know, so like, say like right there in that wall, you can build a straw thing with a couch. Then you just put your cushion on it. <laughs> you know, everything yeah. is straw built yeah. in, in the house. You, you, you build your thing for your bed and you put your platform on it. You know, so you really uh, uh, cutting down on expenses, you know. But houses, building straw built houses can get expensive, but the way they going to teach me is going to cut down my expense tremendously because when you cut down that floor and you make it out of dirt you make it out of sand and it's beautiful and soft you cut down a major expense and then like I was telling y'all y'all come help me mm-hmm. so it ain't nothing you know you get some guys over there, you put your walls up you're mm-hmm. done you know what I mean a bale of hay only costs uh, seven eight dollars a bale Mm. You know, so you could cost all that out, you know, and 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 you build your walls and you uh, the electrical. I've seen guys doing electrical. You could do your own electrical. You just have to have a, a contractor to come and hook the thing up. Mm. So it's just taking your time and doing it, you know, to cut the cost down. I'm definitely. I save. Some of the information you told me so that I, I can get on Google later and see if I can find it myself or on Facebook, maybe. Um, because I definitely want to look at every building uh, material that I possibly can to make, you know, structures. I also looked at shipping containers, but those cost like two to $5,000 each. Mm-hmm. Um and then once you cut them open or do what you want, you still have to, you know, put up uh, framing, wood framing. Yeah. Because, you know, there's integrity. Once you cut a steel panel, it becomes weaker. See, Arizona and Arizona, straw bale houses, they're part of the international code for building houses. So you don't have to get any. It's done. Mm. You can build a straw bale house. It's part of the international code for building houses. So it's something that's approved. And, and, you know, like I said, they, they will teach you everything and, and on how to, 
you know, get your hay. And then once you do it, you stuck for it. And then, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, uh, bugs or anything. And, and, and you know, with stucco, you can put so many beautiful designs and colorings on there. And uh, Athena, and that's her name, Athena. I don't know when I put Athena, why she is, I'm not pulling her up. Is Yahoo the only email you have? Huh? Is Yahoo the only email you have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I know I was getting stuff from him, Bill, and her. Yeah, now I'm, uh, before the monsoon season comes, I'm going to buy some seeds. I'm going to sprout them. Um, I one of my friends, she had like a small like sunroom uh -huh. greenhouse and then I'll just go up there on the weekend and just plant them when are you gonna when you gonna when you get ready to go up to your land let me know man I'd like to go up there with you no doubt um here we go with me sawbell I I told my dad and he was like super excited he was like we're gonna have to get you a truck and he doesn't have a lot of car experience Mm -hmm. Or knows too much yeah. about cars. He thinks he knows. Yeah. Is that it? But Canelo um, Project, the Canelo Project. That's the name of it. Canelo. Go to the Canelo Project. So my dad is over here. Like, don't worry. We're gonna get you a truck. And I was thinking, I would do the research. He would give me the money, and I would, um, I would. I would buy the truck, but he went and bought the truck at an auction. You're down here? No, he's in New York City. Oh, New York. Okay. Yeah. So he's on this with you. He's part of, he's supporting it. He's supporting it. hundred. He wants to come out here and he's like, first things first, we have to build an area where we can cool down and sit while we do the construction on some houses well, and homes. Yeah, what you do is you get your trailer. Yeah. Keep it simple. Just get your little trailer. Because the trailer is just not a permanent thing. Just get your little trailer where you can live in there, and you know, and, mm -hmm. and you can build, and you can build your Canelo project. That's it, the Canelo project. I'll look it up later. Yeah, I was like, no reality. 
All I really do is just work, do jujitsu, go hiking, spend time with my family. So it's like the jujitsu may be a little bit hard, but I'm like, hey, I make a little gym, invite some friends for a weekend or two. Mm-hmm. Come up here, we have food. Don't worry about food. Don't worry about where you're gonna stay. Just bring a bunch of gi. You know what I mean? So we can just train. Yeah, here is Canelo's project. Oh, okay, Athena Stevens. Yeah. Workshop. They have a workshop. You go up there for a weekend for a workshop, and they have tours, building, you know, cost for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Play. They give you everything you want. They give you everything that you need to know how to build a straw bale house. A little bit. And when you stay the three of them, you stay there on the on the land. The next one is what, September? Yeah. Doable. Very doable. Man, they showed us these houses that they have on the land. They, they, they travel around the world consulting and doing this here stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, they're going to help me with my design. Because you know exactly what I want. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want the expenses. I don't. See, the thing of beauty about this straw belts and using their, the way they use clay, man, you could take the most simple thing and make it gorgeous. Just believe it. Just make it gorgeous. I was telling my friend about your land. She said, Talk. She said, I might want to part of mine because this sister's bad. She got, she looking to live off the grid, too. She has designed herself a, a van where she could just mm. live on her van on some land. She said, they would talk to him. So I might, I might want to just park my van out there and live on the land, you know. Oh. This sister this is, is, is short. <laughs> yeah. So, man, next time you go out on the land, let me know. I definitely want to go with you. Definitely want to go with you. Um, next time I go, I'm going to bring some buckets to get some soil. I'm going to take some cameras, uh, game cameras to put up, mm-hmm. set up over there. And um, eventually I'm going to bring one of my friends up there who has a drone. So he can just fly the drone mm-hmm. all over the perimeter and I can get a better view of what I got to work with and all my spacing and then um, go from there on a, like a building level because I looked up some guys who would do the same service but they would do some LIDAR technology where they could mm-hmm. see the elevation or the, um, you know, some scientific thing. And it's like, it's cool the information to have but it's like $4,000 and I'm like, I can use that money elsewhere. I heard that. Especially starting out, I'm like, my main goal is getting, by this year, having some water, having some shelter up there where my family can just go. Like, we don't have to think about uh, where we're going to sleep or we have a bed up there. We have, mm-hmm. you know, just let's go. We don't need to be in the city. We don't need to be in Phoenix. That's, that's awesome. 
that that is awesome, man. That that is awesome. You know, trying to learn to live in abundance. Mm-hmm. To live in abundance. Man, forty acres. See, my business and everything was so tied to here. Yeah. You know the finances. If it wasn't for that, I I'd say, man, let me buy a couple acres of that land. <laughs> I would. I would be gone. If if I had if I had the finance, if I didn't have to continue to, if I just had the money, you know, if I had to retire and I was getting three or four thousand dollars a month, I was three thousand dollars a month all the time. I mean, man, let me get a couple of acres of that land. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> The only thing I stay attached to this here because, you know, my I got a family and I support my family a lot, you know. Yeah. I got two daughters and uh, uh both of them. They're awesome young ladies. Attached to this here, I would be I would be be going. And you know, I was telling my daughters that I want to do this here for them too. So that they can live in abundance. You know, I was thinking I wanted to build at least a six-bedroom house. You know, put about three or four bathrooms in that big house, but having one room. You know, like a, a big kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's where you everybody eat at. Yeah. And so that they don't have to worry about a mortgage. They don't have to worry about rent. We grow our own food. You can live in abundance. The, I, what I realize is that people sort of like doing a cost analysis breakdown of how they can save money or like you know like a budgeting like a mm-hmm. spreadsheet they just fall into the trap well like i got a car payment i got a mortgage and it's like there's things just keep on piling on top of each other i gotta get a new a- mm-hmm. ac like and i don't know if it's necessarily that, that we need but it's just where we live where it's like okay if we don't have it then mm-hmm. we're behind or like you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, we don't, if we don't have a mortgage and we have solar and we have water and we have vegetables growing outside and we have some animals that we can, you know, mm. what else do we need? Yeah, you're in good health. What else? You got all you need. And I mean, some exercise. You get your yeah. exercise by yeah. working. Yeah. And what you, you, got, you can live in abundance. You can live with love. See, one of the things about modernity these new societies that we under stress from mm-hmm. the time we get up till the time we go to bed to come up with the money we're gonna be home with. yes so you driven mm-hmm. you driven we gotta get that money so that is the predominant thing the mindset you have so if you could take that off the table you could relax and live <laughs> exactly exactly does not worry about you don't take nobody shit on the job nope you know if you go to a job if if it's going well, fine. If it's not going well, you can say, hey, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. You can be on the job, people going, hey, I don't, you can't talk to me that way. I'm not doing this here shit. You can walk out. Exactly. You know, you can have freedom. You can really have freedom and autonomy. Man, that's what I'm like. Yeah. I'm, in the, it'll take me maybe, I'm a blue belt now. Training's consistent. I say about five to six six years to get my black belt mm-hmm. and uh, besides that you know having the black belt that achievement mm-hmm. perhaps opening up a school um, you know what I mean the work is not really 
Like, where I work is not where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll be like, oh, do you want to come in early? Do you want to stay late? And I'm like, I want to sleep, and I don't want to make you more money. Mm-hmm. So, no. And it's like, oh, they feel hurt, but it's like, it's just not on different. What, what, what type of work you do? Costco. On Costco? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm like, I don't, like, all my dad, he has his own businesses. My uncle has his own. All mm. the males in my family have. As soon as it came to this country, from Dominican Republic, they were like, yeah, I'm not working for nobody. I'm yeah. making this happen. I'm yeah. getting my clients. I'm opening several mm. businesses, cleaning, mm. construction, handyman. Yeah. Whatever I got to do to pay my bills, but mm. I'm not clocking in. I'm not. Yeah. And that's where, um, like, my dad has showed me a little bit of construction, but mm. not enough. Mm-hmm. Not enough where I can feel sufficient to be like, okay, let me open up. You know, get my license. Let mm-hmm. me, you know, go to all these kids in ASU. You know, if you got broke a toilet, whatever, mm-hmm. just hit me up. I don't, I don't feel like I'm that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I want to be, I want to become more proficient. Obviously, yeah. you know, I want to become self-reliant mm-hmm. and um, not have to deal mm-hmm. with anybody. Yeah. It's a good place to want to be at. Let me call this little place. I got a call over there. Mm-hmm. And I don't her the practice at five o'clock. She don't mean she actually came here. I like that. Go. That's cool. Yeah, she's on five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Canelo. Yeah, check out uh, Canelo for doctor. What's my doctor name? Here. Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, I'll, I'll send them an email. Because I've done a couple layouts, but I definitely do like the idea of having multiple bedrooms, a general eating area. Um, you know what a friend told me who built a house? He said, if you have a house with four bathrooms, there's no or five bathrooms, there's no more expensive than having a house with two bathrooms. Mm. <laughs> it's really not that much expensive. <laughs> so, you know, like you were saying, you wanted to, uh, uh, the house where I wanted to build, I wanted to build it where it's kind of private, but it's one big house. Mm-hmm. So that if I did the R&B, people can have their own bathroom. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like on your land, you got 40 acres, man. You could build yourself some R&D or whatever, just small little area where people could come and put their own bath, put the bathroom in there, and man, you could you could do well. You could do well, you know, because uh, that's your land. You could parcel it off and say. Quarter, quarter, quarter over here. I need to have. I have some friends from New York City that I've told them, and they're like, "Yo, how much I gotta put down?" And they're like, "I'll meet you. I'll put five, five thousand down with you, and and like you do whatever you can to, you know, make that money again mm-hmm. or keep growing." And I'm just like, "Wow, you know, because especially now, people they don't know what to do with their money, right. or they're just like spending it back in the." You know, it's like this government stimulus check is like, I'm already working. My things are paid off. Mm-hmm. 
for me to go out and spend, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, for what? Like, I mm-hmm. hate, I hate shopping. I hate going to stores. Yeah. Like, I despise it. That's yeah. another reason why I want to have my own land. I just don't want to go into stores anymore. Yeah. You want to be, you want to be, you want to live in abundance. And you don't want to contribute to the degradation of this environment. Let me, I'm going to have to go, uh, uh, get in and do this guy's report right quick. No doubt. Yeah. So that he can get, get to work. But, uh, let, let me lock your number in here. Yeah, man, I wish you was able to come with us on, on the week on Sundays, man. And I'm going to have to make that happen oh, because man, I saw some pictures. Thing. It's and a beautiful thing. Julio was just telling me a which, little which, bit. Which number is yours here? This one. Okay. Um, yeah, Julio was t- Alberto. Man, we did some work, too. Last name. I have a brother that I used to do. What's your last name? Moda, M-O-T-A. Um, so remember, like, the group that Julio, like, the, the fellowship group? Uh, yeah. I was trying to start a group before I even met Julio. And um, I got, like, two to four guys. And we met in Phoenix. And they're all, like, mm-hmm. you know, having our own and doing our, like, not relying. They're more like mm-hmm. I don't want to say revolutionary or but they're not with the system. You know yeah. what I mean? Well that that's good. That's good. Not want to be with the system. Because the system is what's killing us, what's yeah. destroying us. But we gotta come up with alternatives because we don't want to have the same uh behavior as the bank. Mm-hmm. If we try to break away from the system, we don't want to see social structures that behave the same as the bank. Exactly. That behave the same as regular stores. So we have to come up, and that's something I, I like to share with you sometime. But I got to get in here and do this here uh, evaluation. Uh, well, we'll pick up some other time then. Yeah, yeah, definitely, we'll no, no doubt, no doubt. Okay. Definitely. All right. Thanks for coming by, man. Of course. Thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Let me get this here so I can get my daughter on here. You got to show me some moves next time. <laughs>